Hey, it's Bethany. I hope you're still sticking to your health-based New Year's resolution, but if not, I have a way to help you out. Hero Bread listened to the needs of people like you and me. Their new bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, it's high in fiber, and now it's made with olive oil for more healthy fats. And it's the fluffy, delicious bread that tastes great with anything or just by itself. Get 10% off your first order with code JUSTBE at Hero.co. That's JUSTBE at Hero.co. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Bethany Frankel, and I trust my skin with Schick Hydrosilk. Forget the old razors in your shower. This is what you need to get your hands on. Their sensitive razor is dermatologist tested with a Hydro Boost serum that protects your skin for the smoothest finish you've ever felt. The five curve sensing blades give a close and comfortable shave, So why settle for a basic razor or just average results? For the expert shave you deserve, look for Schick Hydrosilk's beautiful new blue packaging in store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon. And visit Schick.com to see Hydrosilk's entire expert-level care portfolio. Okay, so let's transition into what Denise and I talked about when I called her to say I'm a little overwhelmed and there's just a lot going on and I want to do like my traditional Christmas holiday weekend with Bryn. And Denise said, I wouldn't ask you this on camera, but like how did you handle the custody situation and the back and forth and when your daughter wouldn't be with you and... I was sitting there thinking, look who's asking me that. Like Denise Richards, public divorce like myself, but yours was two public people. And it made me realize, and I've talked about divorce and breakups and custody and a lot of that stuff, and people are starving for it because everyone's going through something. And with the rate of divorce and with holidays and with custody challenges, I thought we would talk about like both of our experiences of divorce, breakup, custody, that type of thing during the holidays. And I, I thought you definitely have a unique perspective on it as well. It is it is so hard to go through, uh, which is probably why a lot of people don't want to get divorced is because of the kids. And But when you are going through divorce and going through custody, the holidays, I think, are the hardest times with having to switch off. You know, there was a year where one could have Christmas Eve, the next, the other could have Christmas. And then it, and it makes it really difficult for that. And then one could wake up the next morning with the children. One couldn't, it was, it became such a schedule and not about what the kids want. And that's, and I think that is so hard. And it's something that so many parents go through and it's very, very difficult. It was devastating for me. So you're talking about what something I've experienced, which is that a custody agreement is a contract, but it's supposed to be the spirit of that contract is supposed to be in the best interest of the kids. Exactly. And often, often you're getting divorced when these kids are young and you're talking to lawyers and thinking about numbers and pieces of paper, like meaning you're thinking about the out of a 14 day period. Are you going to have Wednesdays? Are you having every other this day? Are you having five and four? Are you having nine and 12? Like you're, you don't know what you're talking about and you're trying to trust lawyers to tell you how it's going to go. And then you get on the road. And then it's actually real. So it's not just like a word like, oh, I'll have them Christmas Eve and you'll have them Christmas Day this year. Then next year you'll have them Christmas right. Day and I'll have it. But in reality, what about you as an adult and you get into another relationship? What if that whole vacation, you maybe wanted to take a vacation. You might rather just have yeah. them the whole sweep and not have them like because then you have to stay. You're landlocked right. waiting for a half a day and then you're going to be alone the rest of the vacation mm-hmm. or like in my kind mine, I never thought about the fact that on the weekends we go to the Hamptons and 
the traffic and the time that we had to get my daughter back is so insane that she would get car sick and throw up in the car. Right. And if the other person is holding you to the letter of the law, like every comma, it, it can be distraught. Exactly. And then you're getting into legal issues because yeah. of like a transfer or something that's not in the best interest of the child. So what Denise and I were talking about, if you have a good partner or a good ex that's going to be really flexible because you're going to communicate and always think about the best interest of the child, that's one thing. But if you have an ex who's going to be ornery and rigorous, you have to think of everything ahead of time and really try to go through it because it will be different as the kid gets older and they have sports and obligations and just things you didn't think of. So, Denise, how did you deal with that during the holidays? What was your schedule? And then how did you navigate that? Uh, well, it was very difficult because what you said, it should be in the best interest of kids, but it's the best interest of parents. Right. When they're that. Mm-hmm. What works with parents, the schedule down to the minute. And like you just said, so in the beginning with Charlie and I, and I'm sure he'll be fine that I'm talking about this and he'll probably say it too. We were not getting along at all. And it was harder when he was with his, his other ex, Brooke, when the, when they got together, it was very difficult. I wasn't allowed to go to the house. I wasn't allowed to, I had to drop the kids off at a gate and have someone drive them through the gate to the house, which was very difficult for the kids because they're like, then they feel insecure. Like, how come yes. mom come to the house? Yes. And I tried to get Charlie to understand, like, let's just, we don't have to be best friends, but we can just fake it and be nice to each other and let me drop them off to the house and let them feel comfortable. Otherwise, they would feel so insecure and right away, like, not safe because if mom can't come in, why? we're going in there. You know what I mean? Right. No, I, I fully know what you mean. And, but you, and, and there are layers to this, meaning in my situation, because of some legal stuff that went down. Yeah, we have layers too. So I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So we'll get into the layers because people, you, right. you'd be shocked at how many people need to hear this. Cause I got such a response when I talked about this stuff. So it will seem weeds ish, but I think we should get into the weeds because my relationship to what you just said was that for all of these years, we have not had any communication. This person that always does all the emailing. So my assistants will email someone right. from my ex's world yeah. for everything. So I'm. there's never been any communication between the two of us. And many of you may think that's challenging, but I want you to know that it's possible. So if you're in a hostile situation, you can have an entire lifetime mm-hmm. and a functional program by either using that wizard that people use, but or emailing a proxy. And often what gets really toxic for people in divorces and breakups, because I don't want to I don't want to ignore people who just are bro- broken up because that's hard too, not just divorces. Text is toxic. It does, it's, it's fast and it's not slow. It's not slowed down and you can get mean texts and want to react. And what you should do is if you're in a difficult situation, take six hours to respond to a text or just take it all to email and do the same thing. So that's one thing I wanted to say to what you said about the transfers. And for me, I found that transfers are better to happen at school. So it never seems like it's one parent or the other parent. It's a neutral location. Yeah, um, I agree with that. We didn't go very long where I had to do that schedule. Okay. <laughs> he went very sideways. And so, and then, you know, then I was like trying to, I would make excuses for the holidays, why he wasn't showing up. And that's a whole other layer of issues. What is that layer? Because that's not a layer that I understand. And except to know that in many situations in the beginning, the child, the parents want the child to like hate the other parent, like parental alienation really does happen. And I've experienced that where the parent really wants the kid to be alienated from the other parent. And it really does work. When kids get to a certain age, their eyes get wide open and all of a sudden everything comes clear in the picture. And they remember all the previous scenes that they were too young to really emotionally understand. But when they get older, it all comes together and it's very overwhelming for them because they realize, oh, wait, what that's what that meant when that happened. So A, it's not a good idea for parents to try to get the kid to not like the other parent. But we all fantasize thinking like, it'd be great if that other parent wasn't even, you know, we didn't have to deal with that other parent. But it's so, the kid, ha- the child has to have a good, healthy relationship with both. And what you're about to talk about is interesting to me because 
it's painful for you to watch your child suffer when their parent doesn't show up on Christmas. And I haven't seen that. So I want to hear about that. Well, first, also, I never wanted, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, never wanted the girls to hate their dad. I wanted right. to have a good relationship because I have such an amazing relationship with my father and right. with my mom. So that's why I really wanted us to work hard at keeping it healthy and positive and, uh, and not say anything bad about him. I didn't, if anyone, I would tell everyone in my house, do not talk negatively about their dad. Don't say a word. But I, I, I went overboard actually to the point where when things did go the way they did, they were shocked. Like, how come they didn't know this? Why mm. got older? But I, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I really do feel like there is no handbook for all of this. You have to do what's best for your situation. Um, but I do really encourage, because a lot of parents also ask me too, what, how do I handle it? And how did I handle it? And the best thing I think is to not say anything negative. But if the kids came to me and asked me, I would validate their feelings. I understand exactly. why they feel that way. Um, but let's try to make things better or this. So in the beginning, when we did the contract, which didn't last very long, um, that was painful and it was hard for the the whole holiday thing with the half a day, what we just <laughs> talked about. And then when it got to a point where he was going to come over for Christmas, then, it, you know, he would come and see the kids like at our house for dinner and we were able to be together with the kids. Uh, that's when he was going through his other divorce. So that happens too. Yeah. I found it harder when he was with someone. And then when they split, even though I have a good relationship with Brooke now at the time, um, when they were together, it was not good. And when they split, then Charlie was wanting to, it was okay for him to come around me and be with kids and have dinners and stuff like that. But then when he got deep in his addiction and wasn't able to show up for dinner or for Christmas, it was so painful for the kids. And I would have to lie to them, you know, and make up excuses why he wasn't there. And I, I covered for him a lot. And I don't know if that was the right thing to do. It sounds like it was the right thing to do for them or just say he's going through something. He's having an emotional time. It's fascinating to me that you had, you have a markedly more healthy relationship in co-parenting than I do, but mine is functional, but there are, there's no one size fits all. That's what we're trying to say. Exactly. There is, you know, and there are different dynamics. Um, and it goes but, through phases. Mine went, mine has gone through many phases. You can be true. up and down and up and down and you just kind of ride the wave of whatever period you're in, whether it's what you're going through with your ex or what I went through too. And, you know, sometimes still go through, even though our daughters are older. Yes. In some cases, the other person meets someone and it ends up being better because they become happy and not so obsessed. And it's the one thing that you said about the child never saying a bad thing about the other parent. It's critical because I the first thing a judge ever said to me on the first day I ever met a judge nine years before we ended, you know, 10 years before we ended up resolving it all, said two parents fighting over the custody of a child is like a, watching your child drown off a dock and you're standing up there and they're begging for you to save them. Like it's a very damaging thing. So it seems like just the throwaway comments don't mean something. They're extremely confusing, extremely damaging. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My everything shower is where I indulge, exfoliate, and take care of my everywhere hair. Now, with expert-level care from Schick's HydroSilk Sensitive Razor, you can elevate your shave, too, with five curve-sensing blades and unique HydroBoost Serum with aloe and chamomile. It's the smoothest finish you'll ever feel. And when it comes to the bikini zone, try the Schick HydroSilk Trim Style. 
a unique two-in-one waterproof bikini hair trimmer and hydrating razor that's perfect for, well, everywhere. Get a comfortable, irritation-free result like you've never felt before. Hey, I'm only an expert in me, but we all deserve expert care everywhere. And Schick HydroSilk makes your everything shower and shave everything you need it to be. You never skimp on your favorite beauty essentials, so forget basic razors and average results. Trust Schick HydroSilk for expert-level smooth. Look for Schick HydroSilk in-store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon. And visit Schick.com to see the entire expert-level care portfolio. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. You, I'm going to give point blank advice that I think is true. You tell me what you think, because you just brought up the Christmas day or the Christmas morning, the Christmas night. I, I think it's terrible to divide the holidays. I, I, I think it's a terrible idea. I think to have the child do like Christmas Eve, sleep over and then leave Christmas day. I, I, it's jarring. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. Okay. So any divorce lawyer that suggests that is a moron because <coughs> they have to really strongly, strongly advise against what works for kids the most is consistency. So what yep. works for kids the most is like, okay, this parent, parent a has the children, um, for Christmas, as a whole holiday, Eve and day, doesn't matter how Christian you are, doesn't matter how important this is, Christmas Eve and day, and the and the other parent on that particular year has them for New Year's. The next year, you both have the opposite experience. And my solution to that, so, so you don't have your kid, your kid, your three-year-old, you don't have your child on Christmas day and the pajamas and the presents, whatever, I would do fake Christmas. That's so what I would, I would figure, And I did it for Thanksgiving too. Same thing with Thanksgiving. It shouldn't be yep. chop up the day. It's jarring for the kids. It's weird. It's and they're seeing, si it's just, yeah, they're dragging their stuff. They can't relax. It's stressful. It should be that like on the 21st or the 19th or whatever, I would do the whole thing. The Christmas tree, we'd wake up. I would say, we're going to do it early. Like you just tell the truth. You don't say, you know, you just, Santa's coming here first and we're going to yeah. do it early. This is a, and it was the best thing I ever decided to do because otherwise you're just crying and wallowing and it's good for you too. Cause then you get to go away and live your own life when you're miserable. Well, you're also, even though you pretend like everything's okay that day, the day they have to go to the other parents, you know, in the morning or whatever, obviously they're going to pick up on your emotions too. Yes. So that's all, you know, they are very intuitive, more intuitive than we think. And yes. I definitely, I agree with you a thousand percent. If I could have done it all over, I would do that where it was the fake holiday and, and then just let them be with the other parent for the whole holiday. Yeah. And, um, and if for some reason the schedule doesn't allow, it's after. I've had it be where we go to the Hamptons after Bryn's away and I haven't been with her in Christmas and Santa came to the Hamptons and dropped all right. the gifts there. Like you figure it out, but you don't make yourself and your child miserable because both will, you know, feed off of each other. And, and that's why I think people are so, that's why this season is so challenging because the marketing of what it's supposed to be on this day. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You know, if you do it on on the 26th, the 27th or whenever the, the kid gets back to you, you can get everything on sale. You know, like there were just ways to place of yes, this and the same same thing for Thanksgiving. I've done Thanksgiving on a Tuesday. Right. No, that's what you I, I think that is the healthiest and the best advice that you and I could give any parent going through, um, especially a toxic divorce where 
the parent, if, if, you know, but there were some Christmases that Charlie and Thanksgiving where he was with us. If you have a healthy relationship with your ex and you guys can all be together, that's wonderful. But if you don't and you have to do these schedules, which by the way, the lawyers don't want you to get along because they make more money. The right. More, the longer your divorce goes on, that's <laughs> the more money they make. Um, that That's the healthiest, I think, too. I agree. And um, I, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. In the beginning, it's exasperating. And I would say when you're going through a divorce, the idea is worse than the reality. The idea of being away from your children, you just can't even believe it. You feel like mm-hmm. a terrible, disgusting person. You're a disgusting mother that is going to like get a divorce and not be with your kids on certain days. Like, what kind of person are you? And you beat yourself up. I once on Thanksgiving Day, I was alone. And I wa- I went into the ocean. It was a it was a warm Nove- day, but it wasn't. It was November, obviously. And I was in the ocean in, in the Hamptons. I just was hysterically crying, and I just needed to like do something shocking for my body to like get myself out of the depressed, sad slumber. I mean, it's it's hard, but you've got to proactively predict the emotions because they're going to come like you you've had you've done it enough that you know if you're the type of person who can be home and watch movies and do yoga and you're happy you're sleeping that's great but if you're not and you're going to be in a deep depression you have to figure out what the hell you're going to do with yourself go go skiing go walking do something absolutely because the holidays were so important in my family and that was very very hard for for us so you know it, it was hard. It's hard. And I, you, and I agree with you a thousand percent. That is the best advice is to do the alternating thing. Um, I think it's way harder splitting it. It's funny. Cause I'm thinking of also how like with schools, you have to be communicative because it happens in the summer and it happens with camp and like you yeah. have to make things work. You know, there aren't camps don't have a divorce program. No. Like, you want to sign up for a camp, but they're going to miss two of the days of the week because they're not going to be with you and you're paying for this camp. Like right. those are other times you have to make up creative situations or different types of ways to handle that. Yeah. And it, it, if it's on your ex's week where they have certain activities and maybe he doesn't want to take them to those activities. And then he's like, well, they're missing those activities. And I think that's something that consistency is the most important thing with kids um, and that they stick with, you know, what they're interested in and what they're doing. and. Hopefully it's it, all in all though. It is, I mean, it is really difficult going through a divorce when you have a toxic ex or a toxic, yeah. um, yes. you know, divorce. It sucks. It's not it's, easy. It's not easy. And, but you think about like, I don't love traveling a ton because I like to be home and I'm a nester. And I, I think you're a homebody too, right? Yeah. I like to stay home a lot too. So think about your kids and the worries that they have about the stuff and like keep that here because that was expensive and like you got it they, like they're running back and forth with a backpack full of stuff like they have to plan to travel every week think yeah. about that like you know they're worried about their special lip gloss or their thing you know and they, they're going back and forth and it's really hard on them you've tried to figure figure out how to make that easier and you have to be very organized with the calendar months in advance to try to see the board, see what you're going to have, what's going to change and try to figure out, even if you see them a little less, fewer transitions for them. I agree. And, you know, a lot of people don't have the luxury of having the money to have the same thing in two different places, the same stuff, their stuff. And they do have to travel with all their clothes and, and all their things. They don't have the luxury of, oh, okay, they've got clothes there. They have clothes here. it's that's not realistic for a lot of people and a lot of people can't afford a lawyer to go through even a schedule and they're trying to figure out how do we do this with our divorce i you know I, what i mean yeah, yeah. Lawyer, it's expensive yes they can't pay to have someone continue to deal with the custody it's, it's extremely expensive that's true. And that's a business. Like that's a good, like, that's why I talk about this a lot because I, to get, you know, I got custody of my daughter after a 10 year battle, primary custody. And I had notebooks. I was very organized about everything because it's a very long and tedious process. And if you can't afford it, the one thing I will say is find a way in the beginning to, to get somebody that knows both of you 
to try and mediate because in the beginning, if you start doing damage, that damage becomes rot. It never goes away and it keeps getting layered on. And then you're arguing more because of things that happen right before that because of things that happen right before that thing. Like, it's not even about the original thing or the reason you broke up. So you got to try to not break too many eggs because usually if you could agree upon something in the beginning or find someone else to be involved, you'll end up going back in circles and end up where you started. It's just hard to see that when you're seeing red. It's very hard though to have someone that you both know that you're probably friends with to help mediate because eventually that person will side with one or the other. And the other person will feel resentful. People only talk about the money with a prenup. The hardest part of a, of a divorce is not the money. The money is you can figure out with a calculator. And yeah. in the worst cases, like I had a forensic accountant, the custody and the children and the emotions is the worst thing. And that's not something agreed upon ahead of time. So it should be like, I love you, honey. And we're in a great place. If we break up, let's come up with a fair situation that would go on with our kids. There should be a custody prenup. That's, I agree. It's ridic- that would okay? be amazing. It's ridiculous that that doesn't happen. There should be a custody prenup. And in addition, this is the person that is totally unbiased. It is a, law- is, is a lawyer that will do this for us for free or an accountant or some business person that will just step in right away if this doesn't go well. And they will help us rationally. Well, lawyers figure would this- not want a prenup for custody. I know, but nobody does that. And no one's ever said that. I've never because heard anyone say it. Money. <laughs> but no one's ever said that. So there should be some service that is provided. That's I should true. start this. I, I, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like have it as like, a, this is a custody prenup. This is what is suggested. Because in addition to the holidays all year round, there are so many things that people do that are stupid. Like I said, like a transition on a Sunday. A kid goes from one parent's to the other parent's house. Then the next day, they're getting up and going to school. So like it's jarring for the one parent that had the kid. Like they can't make any real plans all day. You're thinking about the transfer where transfers should flow. It should flow through the school. The kid gets dropped off at the school by one parent gets picked up by another. Nobody knows anything happened. Nobody hates each other. It's all through the school or the camp or that kind of activity. I'll never forget uh, when my mom was in the hospital before she passed away. I was down in San Diego for three weeks. And the first week, the Wednesday was missed. And it was like, okay, Then it became two more weeks. And I'll never forget my lawyer at the time telling me, you can't use the the dying card. Because I said, my mom's passing away. He goes, she could die three months from now. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right, right. And died uh, a week later. Because it was like, he had to get, I'm like, I can't drive my kids up from San Diego to Los Angeles, leave my mom. If, if she passed away, I will never forgive myself. Oh my God. So they were going to send a driver. And I said, I'm not going to send a two and three year old with a, a strange man in a car for three hours. No fucking way. I had to say, I had a trip. If he wants to see the kids, he can drive his ass down, pick them up and drive back. I'm not doing it. Oh, right. But you started to fear. I, I was threatened that I'd be arrested if I oh, didn't yeah. transfer. No, I was like. You start to fear because yeah. it's not real though. Oh, it's I, because if I didn't do Phil, then I would be fucked. But it's not real is what I'm trying to say. Like, so I was, I was afraid. The threats are not real. It's not real. I was afraid that I was going to be arrested because it was told to the courts yeah. that like, because my daughter was was traumatized during the pandemic and would not transfer. What I mean, I'm not going to get into the details, but it was was traumatic details of her not willing to transfer. And I was biting my nails off because I, my lawyer said, throw her in the, just put her in the car. You just Mm -hmm. got decision-making, drag her. I don't care. Put her in the car. Aren't you the mother? Doesn't your 11? I go, are you fucking crazy? My daughter's brain has hives, is hyperventilating. I cannot throw. And, and, but I was genuinely scared. I was going to be like arrested at my house. And I have like, I, and the judges are not like that. Like they're not thinking of every piece of minutia and drama. And it would have to be a lot to take me coming to get arrested, but you still just don't know. Somebody could call the cops on you and, and, and you could get arrested. So I was like exasperated the whole pandemic, which is what ended up leading up to this. I mean, she had a guardian ad litem, which is her own lawyer to fight for her, herself. Like it, and it was insane, but things like that, you're 
not rational. You're listening to lawyers saying, like, wait. So I would try to literally pull my daughter by the arm to put her in a car to go and transfer. I'm like, this cannot be right. Like, this is not me being a good parent. But when something's to the letter of the law, you're scared of it. You're like, scared. I know. You're, it's used to threaten you. And it's not the way that these contracts are designed. They're designed to aid the child. And for anyone going through this, I strongly suggest you get a therapist involved. And some of you might say that you have to have both parents to agree that a therapist can be involved. And this is- and that's true sometimes. It is, sometimes but I've never seen- it. I've never seen a judge be upset at a child talking to a mental health professional. But some people don't the, have the money to go- to, to get to a judge. That's to, no, and that's true about a judge. And both signatures of both parents. And well, they that's may true have too. Money to even go to a lawyer to help. But then use your school resources, use the school psychologist, use the school guidance counselor. A child has to have a place to use their voice. And as a parent, you it can't be what you're saying against the other parent because that's not a judge or any, any being or society is interested in the child's needs. So Right. Have places for your child to speak freely. Like if you can't afford it, like I said, a guidance counselor, someone at school, like we have to use our resources and it's not embarrassing. And there are people there to talk to. Even teachers are great advocates. Like they if are. kids are heard by an adult, that's better received from a judge than a parent saying something about the other parent. A third Absolutely. party is a great idea. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. It's funny because you said how you had the holidays as a kid. And I think that we get caught up in that too. Because for yeah. me, like I have certain memories. It was the only really sane and like meaningful time in my childhood. And as an adult, we're breathless, feeling like we're falling short or it didn't live up to the expectations of our childhoods. And it's like we were kids. So Christmas had a different meaning than being a responsible adult. But like you kind of want to have that with your child and give that to them. And it gets depressing when it's not like that. It does. I, I'll, I'm not going to forget one of the best pieces of advice my mom gave me before she passed was she said, you have to let go of the white picket fence. Wow. Your, your kids are growing up very differently than you did. Because I so badly wanted to hang on to the small town in Illinois, but I lived in LA. Wow. Very different with paparazzi. I was married to someone very famous and lived in a very big house and had a lot more money than we did when I was growing up. And she's like, you've got to let go of it. And that was like such good advice for me because I wanted everything to be perfect, like the perfect family of how I grew up. And it was just very different. That's so funny. And yeah, that's where all that stuff, like the fake Christmas and the other things come through in I try to make things meaningful, but it's a new meaning and it's new traditions. Yeah. You know, I have my own traditions with my daughter that are different. And um, something even as silly as like on, you know, she doesn't want to ever miss Christmas morning in a place that like feels like cold or to her. Like that's a thing. And um, we were talking about going and driving out to uh, Long Island to go to this, our house. And she was like, okay, mommy, can we just drive ourselves in the morning? Cause we sometimes have someone drive us. I mean, I have a driver. That's the truth. So that we would wake up in the morning and like, can we go in our pajamas and can we go? So there's a Starbucks open and can we drive out there on our own? Like whatever this little thing is, it'll be a new tradition. Like this us in pajamas getting in the car and this little road trip. Like she likes these kids, especially I think in divorces, like to cling on to individual traditions and memories with their, your, their parents. And I think it's just important to create them. And it doesn't matter how small or big, like mm -hmm. we have one where we go to the special ornament store and we each pick out an ornament that reminds us of the other person. And like, it's just an ornament store. It's just, it, but it's a thing that we now do. And like, so those small things do really have a lot of meaning. They do. Whenever the girls and I travel, I always will get an ornament from that place. Mm -hmm, same. For, I love that. You know, so that we always have that for the tree when we, you know, in each place we get something different that represents the place that where we were at. Um, and then when they were younger, we always would do uh, cookies. Baking cookies was huge for us. Mm -hmm. And when you decorate the tree, you see those ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. Like you remind it. Yeah. And it's nice and it's special for them. And, you know, when they're older, they'll be able to take those with them. Do you know what I mean? So it's nice. 
And do you do how what will your Christmas and New Year's look like? Because when we talked on the phone, you were a little like, I don't know, you know, we usually go to Montana every Christmas. And we love being in the snow. And my sister lives there with her boys. But this year, I think we're going to stay in LA. And just who's going to be with you? It's going to be just small. It'll be uh, my in-laws are here. And my dad will spend it with him. And, uh, you know, just be just us. And where will the kids be this year? Like what happens with them as, as older kids? Oh, they'll, um, they'll be with, with me. Oh, okay. They will be with you. You know, maybe their dad's always welcome to come. So it's, it's a, a few weeks out. So for him, it's <laughs> <laughs> years away. We'll see. <laughs> and what about, um, the presents and the pressure of presents? Like, how did you, how did you oh, deal with that? Well, you know, okay. So they're, the older girls are 18 and 19. Uh, so it's different from them than Eloise. Uh, they go through a phase where, you know, they want, where you feel like you have to get them every single thing they want or try to, or try to make things good. And now that they're older though, it's, you know, one or two, just something special that they really want. I don't go overboard with the presents. And since you grew up in a small town with a normal picket fence childhood, when they were younger, how did you deal with the pressure of the Hollywood gifts and the expensive stuff? And like, Oh, I went nuts with Christmas. You did. My dad was like, you are doing what you wanted as a kid. Interesting. And you didn't feel bad about it. Like you love doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, it was crazy. I went overboard, but I, I remember Sammy was the one that was starting to not believe in Santa much earlier than Lola. She's like, I just don't understand how he goes through that chimney. How does he fit? And why? Why wouldn't he open the front door? I go, cause that's just where he goes. And actually, I think coming from a sleigh, because I do believe in Santa Claus, it's easier to just like park the sleigh midair and just jump down a chimney. It makes sense to, to me. About Santa and stuff on here. No, you can't. I mean, I, this, you can't. I mean, I believe in Santa. You can say whatever you want. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My everything shower is where I indulge, exfoliate, and take care of my everywhere hair. Now, with expert-level care from Schick's Hydro Silk Sensitive Razor, you can elevate your shave, too, with five curve-sensing blades and unique Hydro Boost Serum with aloe and chamomile. It's the smoothest finish you'll ever feel. And when it comes to the bikini zone, try the Schick Hydro Silk Trim Style, a unique two-in-one waterproof bikini hair trimmer and hydrating razor that's perfect for, well, everywhere. Get a comfortable, irritation-free result like you've never felt before. Hey, I'm only an expert in me, but we all deserve expert care everywhere. And Schick Hydro Silk makes your everything shower and shave everything you need it to be. You never skimp on your favorite beauty essentials, so forget basic razors and average results. Trust Schick Hydro Silk for expert level smooth. Look for Schick Hydro Silk in store or online at Walmart, Target, or Amazon. And visit Schick.com to see the entire expert level care portfolio. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day.
You were saying somebody didn't believe in Santa and realized earlier. And then what happened? So what was that? So what happened after that as a result? Um, I was able to show a picture of Santa, like bent over, dropping the presents off. Oh, okay. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Well, I would say that for me, with the presents from me and year round, this happens. I really try to hold the reins because there's so many experiences that we do together. Like, you know, even it's going to the Jingle Ball and meeting celebrities or we're going to Australia because I'm doing an appearance or all that stuff. She has a life that I'm always like, your life is, it's it's ridiculous. Um, So I try to be, I try to like limit the, the purchases and she has to, if she wants something, she has to do, get, you know, earn it, but also... If she wants new things, she has to get rid of things. Like it's like an in and out. So then things really have value. And I'm really diligent about that because I want to keep control of this program because, you know, it's hard to, I didn't grow up that way either. Like my daughter, you know, if if there's like a breakout or something, she can like get a facial to clean her face. People can't afford, you know, to, to do that. And they just get acne, have to like cry and suffer emotionally. She just has access to a lot. Which, so I indulge that or like a tutor, I find that being able to have a tutor or go to a dermatologist, those are luxuries. But like buying everything you want, I really try to control it because it's like she goes to a rich school with rich kids and many of them have a lot more stuff, the Dior blush and all the makeup. And I'm just like, what the hell? You know, the Prada. And I'm like, I'm not going down that road. I mean, one day it will happen on her own because that's, they do what they want, I guess. But for now, I try to really control that beast. How old is she again? She's 13. 13. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's when you it have, starts. You have a couple of tough years. Yeah. And the other thing I'll do, which is a dirty secret that parents can listen to, if there is a gift that uh, she's gotten in the past, let's say it was a birthday or Christmas, and like I see it still in the box, that like she never touched it or used it, I'll wrap it up and give it to someone else, or I'll wrap it up and give it to her again, because she probably forgot about it. I'll wrap up the same gift because I'm not like she it could be a year and she hasn't seen it. I'm like, what about this art set that we were so excited right. about and that we need? So it's like, we'll give it. She won't even remember. Bryn, I hope Bryn doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, because I, but, but um, your podcast. No, but some of her friends at school do. Some of her friends How do you at school. deal with that part of it? Like the celebrity part with you and your daughter. It's really sheltered in the sense that she hasn't watched she's watched like clips of the housewives they they don't watch tv on tvs they watch it on their phone so she's right. seen clips and she finds it she finds it trashy and embarrassing that's her right we're not a judge she's just like i don't think it's i don't want you to do it i find it trashy and embarrassing so that's something just to note so she finds it trashy and embarrassing and then i don't really go out that much so it's not like we're on carpets you know the jingle ball is a very rare actually yeah, it's very you're in the media a lot and you're on social media a lot. How does she deal with that part? Yes. The TikTok she sees and the Instagram she sees, the media she doesn't see because she doesn't have a Google alert. I mean, she doesn't look for it. She probably has looked for stuff about our divorce and read up on that, but she doesn't really like Google me because I know her. She's the type of person to say, wait, what about that? But she sees the social media posts. And, you know, I think I don't really think about it that much, but I just having a daughter that's 13 has informed my decisions as to what I talk about and say. I'm, it's the way that I say it, which I could have used in my life anyway. So I've changed a lot the <laughs> way that I say things. Like not everything needs to be said. And if something that you really want to talk about, you think people will relate to, it's the way that you say it. Definitely. You know, as a very outspoken person. I think when she gets 15, 16, it'll shift with that too, where she'll be more aware of the stuff with you you're right that's shifted with me with the older girls you're right and now it's that fine line of your career and being a mom and being in the public it's so strange it's hard yeah i mean like she knows when we're at a restaurant i mean we get stopped a lot but it's so friendly and the people are so nice that it's not like crazy but she got recognized without me the other day. And she's like, mama, I got recognized. And you know what? To be perfectly honest, I like like that little tiny version of it for her because it's a little fun. Like she's not, right. you know, stalked. She's not Northwest, you know, but it's right. sort of like a little bit of a light. And the fact that people that she's known, you know, to be honest, I realize that she'll have 
she'll be a little bit of a Nepo baby and have a little bit of a leg up. And, you know, it, it's okay to have a leg up in life. Like, but I don't want her to bask in it or live in it. It's just like she dips her toe in it. I don't know. What do you think about that with the, with the girls? And like, are they, do they, are they famous or are they sort of famous? Uh, I would say obviously Sammy gets recognized more than Lola because Sammy's out there more than she is. Right. But, but they, they get uncomfortable with paparazzi recognizing them, you know, if they feel, if they're in like a sweatshirt or something, they're like, I don't right. look, it's funny that age that those few years of where they're, you know, a teenager and want to look a certain way. Yeah. Prior to that, when they were with their some of their girlfriends, their friends would be like crazy in front of paparazzi and jump up and down and do things, and they would be like, "Oh my god, don't don't say anything or whatever." They they were so used to it because since they were babies, they've had been around paparazzi. They grew up with it, but being more aware of it as they've gotten older and what their parents do, it's a little different. Um, but I think that they. I would say both of them, I could see them both be in front of the camera. Um, Sammy, ironically, she actually would love to do like directing or, you know, something like that. But it's, uh, it's strange. I think it's a strange thing when they do get recognized on their own without right. the parent with them. Right. And, you know, it's funny because like Bryn last year said, oh, they took my picture alone, mama, like on the, you know, and it, it showed up somewhere. And she loves when, you know, she said, they said, oh, Bryn brought her mom to the party, you know, and I like that for her. I, I think that makes them feel good. Yes. It's all about you. Yeah. It's all about Denise Richard. Right. It's not about, yes, that's I agree. That, that's the thing that I was going to ask you too. And when your daughter gets to be around 15, 16, it's a hard thing for daughters, especially with moms, with kids wanting to get to know them because of who their mom is or boys. Oh, by the way, I've seen other thing. Oh, she had a friend that would be over here and always wanted to be in the room where I was and wanted to talk to me about the makeup and my hair. Like we, I felt like I was with a peer, like like, asking me about my clothes and my fashion. I felt uncomfortable because it's like, I don't think a kid should be talking about Dior and like, we're on the same level. Like, Oh my God, I have pants like that. Like, I'm 53 years old. Like, it, you know what I mean? Right. I'm not supposed to be bu- wearing or buying or affording the same things you do. So yeah, it's a thing at their age for sure. And um, it's what we do for a living. You can't apologize for that, but you want to be aware that you're the center of attention in many cases. So you want to balance that out, I think, but not be overcompensate about it. Sometimes it gets too crazy where it's like, this is how we pay the bills around here. Right. Like, you know, this is how your kid's you afforded their lifestyle. So exactly. you got to ride that line, I think. It is. It's a fine line, though. It's hard. It is hard. You'll see it more when she gets a little bit older. I know. I'm I'm interested to see what that's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. boys. Oh, really? Oh, with the book. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking for her to be used by anybody about this either. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's like when uh, it's weird for a boy to say something about Oh, mom. the mom. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a little teenager it's Creepy. weird yes that's funny yeah because some of her friend boyfriends like hanging out yeah i get exactly i'm picking up what you're putting down amazing <laughs> wow well this was awesome the last thing only thing i'll say is don't get caught up in the minutia Meet people are very tempted to constantly be in the weeds about everything and it's not important it just it takes away your it crushes your soul and if you are in a legal battle the judge and the lawyers, nobody cares about the minutia. They'll take your money and your emails about it that you're paying for, but don't get caught up in every little thing that someone did because there are kids that are really being abused in the world and judges don't care about every little piece of information that we want to give them or, or, or lawyers. And it becomes about that and you miss the moments. Yes. Don't miss the moments with the kids. Yeah, exactly. And it goes so quickly. It goes so fast. Yes. When they're little, you think that the time is the most important thing. When in fact, their emotional well-being, the decisions, the religion, the school, the camps, the real medical, those decisions are more important than the time. And when they get to be a certain age, they're spending all their time with their friends and at school. So you were worried and fighting about every hour and every day, and it's going to become less and less important, sadly. but I think one of the best gifts you can give your kids is time. So the time you are spending together, 
don't spend that time fighting with the ex. Uh, exactly. Being on the or phone, on your phone. Or doing all this shit because that's the stuff that is, it goes so fast. Beyond. That's a great, that's a great note. Be pre- be try, try to be present, not be on the present. phone all the time. And it's true. It's true. And the last thing I'll just say is like people fall into hating their ex more than they love their kids. Do not fall in that trap. The kids first. I always say to Charlie, just pretend if the times were, it was so hostile with us. I said, just pretend for them. Just do it for them. Right. Get us. It's about, let's do this for them. They didn't ask me in a split family. Right. You know, he didn't come from divorced parents. I didn't either. Right. So I said, I couldn't imagine having to go back and forth. We didn't grow no, up. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's the, one of the things that I would always ask him to do. Yeah. Brooke Burke was the first person who ever told me about that when she was with David Charvet. She used to say the kids would come back from the other house and like, they'd be like, it'd be like a transitional day. Everybody's was like yeah. messed up on that. And I didn't understand because I hadn't gone through it. And not until you go through it, do you realize it's tough times, but you can get through them and you can be present and um, it, it's something to survive, but it, it's, it's, it's all about the kids. You're right. So Denise, I love you. You're so amazing. And I'm still waiting to have our time together where you interview me. I can't and, wait to interview you. And when I get a plane and then I'm going on vacation with you and Charlie. So I've got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> I'm going on a family vacation. Yes, we're going to go on a family vacation. Amazing. All right, we'll have the most beautiful holiday. I had such a good time with you. It was great. Um, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I do too. Awesome. Tell Aaron I said hi. I will. Lots of love. Bye, you too. Bye, honey. Hey, it's Bethany. I hope you're still sticking to your health-based New Year's resolution, but if not, I have a way to help you out. Hero Bread listened to the needs of people like you and me. Their new bread has zero to one gram of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, it's high in fiber, and now it's made with olive oil for more healthy fats. And it's the fluffy, delicious bread that tastes great with anything or just by itself. Get 10% off your first order with code JUSTBE at Hero.co. That's just be at hero.co. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 